0: everybody, and welcome to this week's edition of the Media Vote Podcast. Hey, hey, all of you in cyberspace who may be watching this live or recorded. Today is uh, the... 15th. January 15th, uh, 2022, as we continue into the future pin number ass year of 2022. <laughs> I saw somebody on Twitter refer to it as a pin number year, and I was like, yeah, it, it checks out. Um... <laughs> If you don't know what the Media Vault Podcast is, we are a podcast dedicated to bringing you news and thoughts about movies, television, video game, and music, not necessarily in that order. In fact, not in that order at all. Now, thanks to our new format, my name is Matt, his name is Mike. I'm Mike,
1: he's Matt, uh, this is episode 314, which, yes. Yeah, yes, at the start of this episode we need to make a correction. Yes. Last week wasn't yeah, 313. Who cares? I'm still better that we didn't get to celebrate <laughs> it. Yeah, whatever. Uh, in its proper
0: format. So this is our pie show, 314? Uh, yes, this is the pie show. Delicious. Where's our pie? Delicious pies bring, pie split up. Yeah, you're going to bring it. What happened?
1: Hmm? What happened to the pie? Oh, I'm sorry. I'm just, <laughs> I have other things going on right now. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Not enough pie, I tell you. Oh, I didn't bring my mug. Uh, thanks to uh, a, a lovely Christmas present um, from, from uh, this guy right here. I have a Media Boat Podcast official mug now. Uh, I drank some tea out of it earlier this week. It was very nice. Nice. I should be able to show it off right now, but maybe next time when we do live from my place. I think they <laughs> <not> the original idea was for us to do like a yeah, morning you know, show host yeah. thing. That's cute. That's a cute idea, but that means you have gotta get one too. Uh, that means I have to get one. Yeah. All right. That's how that works. Anyways, um, so thank you for joining us. I just realized I shouldn't be doing the intro. This is your job because you have the first half of the show now. Yeah, we do. <laughs> I don't know why you were counting me in.
1: All right. Oh, because I always count you in. It's a one. There you, you go. ABC. And let's get Take started. Take it
0: over. Again. I'm throwing the ball to you.
1: And I am uh, doing the one-handed circus juggling catch
0: uh-huh. mm-hmm. because
1: we're going to start with music. And we're going to start the music with the billboard. Yes. And we start the billboard with the Hot 100. Christmas
0: songs, get out of here. We're Your done with you. Your time is
1: done. I'll see you in
0: 12 months. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we cool. cool. see you again, Mariah Carey. No, yes. oh, Christmas songs. Ousted out of the top five. Back to yeah. normal. Back to normal, and by
1: normal, we actually mean yeah. Easy on Me mm-hmm. by Adele, mm-hmm. Stay yeah. by the Kid Leroy yeah. and Justin Bieber, uh, Newcomer, Heatwaves yeah. by Glass Animals. Yep. Yes, those Glass Animals. Yeah, I know. Charting, I think for the first time ever. Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. No? no. I think they were um, in neon, neon charted. I don't know if it charted this high, though. I don't
0: know if it was top five, though. That's what I'm saying. I think this is their first time in the top five.
1: Yeah. So the go, for you, go good for them, I guess? I don't know. Uh, coming in at number four, <laughs> Shivers by Ed Sheeran. Mm-hmm. And coming in at number five, we don't talk about this. Mm-hmm. Just say the name of the song. Well, we don't talk about... We're going to talk a, a lot
0: about this song, turns out, today.
1: Yes. Uh, we don't talk about Bruno uh, on the Kanto soundtrack.
0: All right. So this is where we talk about this, finally. Because this has been a story that's been brewing for the last few weeks. A lot of people are listening to this song on streaming services. Um, it's yes. apparently the big hit off of the movie Encanto. Kids love it, families love it, and it's getting on the top of the Spotify charts for weeks at this point. Millions upon millions of listens to this thing. And so, naturally, so strong support that it ends up in the top five in the Hot 100. Do you think this is the strongest song in Encanto?
1: Um, in terms of like an actual song? Sure.
0: No. No? Okay. Interesting. Oh. Why do you think this one caught on? Like the other, and the other ones have not. In the uh, same way. one, it's a catchy melody. Two, yeah. it's storytelling.
1: Yeah. And three, it's not a single person singing it. It's a constantly shifting changes. And the actual, um, beat and tone of it changes yeah. with each different person. So everyone brings their own different style and flair to it.
0: So, yeah, it's interesting that this is the one that's finally catching after year. It's been years, a long time since Frozen's Let It Go did a similar kind of rise.
1: Oh, it's, are we, we going to just ignore Moana?
0: That's the thing. The charts did. <laughs> that's what I'm saying, is that we haven't seen a juggernaut of a Disney song since Let It Go. Nothing from Moana charted this high. Nothing had that impact that this is having. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's an interesting little thing about Encanto. It makes me wonder if maybe this movie actually will be remembered more fondly than I think just off the strength of this song. I think it'll be remembered more fondly because it went to Disney Plus so yeah, quickly.
1: That it. because it was the Christmas Day release, people saw it on Christmas yeah. Day, hey, you're done yes. opening your presents, let's watch Christmas movie here in content. Yeah. And I, we have access to it.
0: And I can attest to this in, in, with a personal story. My niece the entire Christmas Day was singing the song to us over and over and over again, she had seen the movie maybe twice at that point, and mm-hmm. somehow it burrowed into her brain, a little six-year-old brain, enough to just think it was the best thing ever, and she just kept bringing it up.
1: Yes. It's so good, it won't win an Oscar. <laughs>
0: uh, oh, well. No. Well, sorry. It won't win an Oscar. It
1: cannot win an Oscar. It, yes. Uh, because it was never submitted in time. Well. It said they uh, submitted uh, Dos Orbulitas. Okay. The two caterpillar
0: song. You know what? That's more Oscar baby, anyways. And that is more of the yeah, better song. I could even see though it's it. in
1: foreign language, you still it. get the same like resonant tone through it. Yeah, I get it. I get it. Uh, also, they didn't submit this because they figured it was too spoiler heavy.
0: Sure. Yes. Absolutely. Uh, similar
1: thing happened with Frozen Two. Right. Yeah. Why they submitted Into the Unknown and not yes. uh, Show Yourself?
0: Honestly, the better choice in my opinion, anyways.
1: Spoiler. But because Show Yourself was had spoiler in its lyrics, mm-hmm. they decided not to show it. Same thing here. Because we don't talk about Bruno, yeah. was like a central so, point in the film. Yeah, so pivotal. They decided not to submit it because yeah. everyone would have heard it and be spoilers in it.
0: But regardless of its uh, success in uh, actual award getting, it's an interesting story. I think it's it's a fun little bit of of fun, like, trivia that this is the first time this has happened since Let It Go, and yeah, not since have we had a Disney song rise to these ranks, so good for Bruno. Or Lin-Manuel? Yeah, good for Lin-Manuel, too.
1: Well, it's so good. (laughs) It is so good. Uh We get to see it again, well, not the song itself, but rather the whole soundtrack, because the power of the one song is Propelling yes. the whole soundtrack it seems
0: like it yes
1: uh into the billboard 200 your album chart yes. as your number one album is indeed in by various artists yes.
0: never would have guessed <laughs> never would have guessed in a million years that the thing to dethrone 30 off of the top uh 200 is the incanto soundtrack you could have asked me what it would be and i would say definitely not the Encanto soundtrack
1: oh it's got some legs and yet
0: here we are it's got some vocals, it's got some legs, it's got some Never cuts. underestimate the power of families with little kids because yes. they can change a lot. But anyway. I mean, frozen. <laughs> frozen. So is this cars? Cars. <laughs> a lot of examples here.
1: Yes. Anyway. I mean, so is this
0: so that do we see in Conto 2? You know, I think it's possible and the way that that movie does storytelling, they're are a lot of options there. You can tell so many stories about the characters that they introduced. It's an ensemble cast. You can do more with that concept. I actually think you're on to something. Uh, I never considered there to be an extension of that story, but I think they could totally do it. Would I rather it be a television show? Absolutely. But they're going to do a movie if they're going to do this follow-up to this. So,
1: All right. Quickly. Quick story. Where do you think they go with Encanto too?
0: I think that you can tell a story about um, maybe... Well, I don't know I don't work at Disney um, somebody smarter than me can come up with something <laughs>
1: no, sorry <laughs> hand down hand down
0: <laughs> they haven't hired you yet, yet.
1: alright let's move on alright let's go on Get you a lot mean, of podcast uh, I know uh, the, uh, so everyone coming behind in yes. in the album chart is yes. uh, number 230 by Adele Yeah. number 3 Dangerous Whoa. the double album by Morgan Wallen somehow moving up instead of down I don't know uh, at 4 Sour by
0: Olivia Rodrigo. And moving back up into the top five, read Taylor's version by Taylor Swift. Yeah, uh, pretty much where we left it, besides Encanto, uh, before the Christmas season. So Right, because Encanto came in during Christmas season and right. got that,
1: yeah. that uh,
0: story. A little bump.
1: Yep. Anyway. Anyways, if you did like any of
0: those albums, we have new releases for next yes. Friday. Like I said last week, from now on, Next week's release. Yes, so these are albums
1: you can look forward to Friday. next week.
0: Yes. Including
1: Things Are Great by Band of Horses. Things are great. W by Boris. <laughs> Heavy Steps by Comeback Kid. Blue Street by <laughs> Kiefer Sutherland. Yes.
0: Yeah. That Kiefer, Kiefer Sutherland. Sutherland. <laughs> I didn't know he was a musician until today. He does bluegrass. Oh okay, got it. Alright. Sure. Uh, yeah, he started doing it
1: after twenty four. Oh. Or like towards like the final season, and it was like, yeah. Makes sense. He just wants to do this now. It's like he made
0: TV money. Like Steve yeah. Martin's banjo career. Kind of same idea. Just yeah, like, same what
1: do I to do? I'll play some music. Yep, yeah, same idea. Um, archived materials by Silverbacks. Mm-hmm. The Overload by Yard Act. And lastly, Night Cell by Night Call. Ye- Night, Night Call. Night Cell by Learning. Years and Years. And years, and years and years and years and years and years and years and
0: years. But, for some uh, bands and uh, artists that you have heard of... <laughs> oh, you know, people
1: that you actually want to go see in concert? Yeah. Guess what? You can do that again. So I mean, we, assuming they haven't actually yeah. canceled the concert in your Not area. Not yet.
0: But, last week, we uh, kind of hinted at the story. Now we have the story for you. Yes. We
1: kind of dropped the hint that, hey, Coachella Atlanta should be coming up, um, and... You know, three days later yep. our prayers were
0: answered. It's here! It's and here. all our questions were answered. We were wondering about the uh um... I still have one question though. Sure, yes, and this asks the same yeah. question as well. But uh but yeah, um the the question was when we left it this story about Coachella last week was who are the headliners gonna be? Right, and we tried to
1: like reminisce and try to figure out okay where we were last year, mm-hmm. like who still confirmed yeah. to be a headliner, like we said Swedish House Mafia. We didn't know which day. We, like, they yeah. said they were coming
0: back, but maybe they did. Maybe they changed their mind. Well, guess what? The whole Travis Scott issue, too. They decided to throw the baby out with the bathwater because all three headliners have been replaced.
1: So this is not just a rewind. This is a complete refresh.
0: I mean, not a complete refresh. There are some names on the other, like, on the lower okay. end of it's the ticket headliner that continue from the 2020 poster. But a lot of these are fresh faces. And, the, like I said, the headliners... Except for one weird asterisk, which we'll get to are completely new. Yep,
1: uh, and they don't get much prettier faces than Harry Styles, <laughs> who will join headliners Billy Eilish and Yay. Sure, at Coachella.
0: <laughs> Yay! Yes, uh, The House... artist
1: formerly known as Kanye West. Yes, who <laughs> changed his name to Ye. Yay Yay
0: Yay Yay Yay. Why?
1: Yay. So Swedish House <laughs> Mafia. Are also expected to
0: perform, yeah.
1: although it is unclear whether or not they are headliners.
0: So, how they're credited on the poster is weird. You have the three big names, mm-hmm. everybody underneath them, and then at the very, very bottom, they've carved out some space for and a special desert performance by Swedish House Mafia. So, the question is when are they performing? Are they always performing? <laughs> I saw a joke in uh, the Stereo Gum uh, article about this, where they were like, "Are they just going to have a residency in one of the tents and just like cycle through the members <laughs> of Swedish House Mafia and constantly play something?" I can see that. That'd be good, but I don't know how they're going to do it. But yes, they're not technically a headliner, but they are. It's confusing. Yeah,
1: the official announcement was a uh, full length. Was released on Wednesday. Yeah. This will be the first performance at the festival by Harry Styles who sources, may, who sources uh, say may release new music before Maybe. Coachella. Maybe. He recently completed the big North American tour by any major artist since the pandemic began in early 2020, although he has not released a new album since Fine Line in December of 2019. Yeah, so he's due. Yep. And rumors about new music have been rife. In recent weeks, rife rumors. The uh, the news of his presence on the bill was first reported by Billboard, but then Variety broke the news of Kanye West's performance last week. Um, which Kanye West was a Coachella, Coachella headliner in twenty eleven.
0: Do you fun fact about that one? He technically was a co headliner because that night it was him and the Strokes, which goes to show you how long twenty eleven was. Like how long ago that was, when they could share a headliner. But didn't he do the Sunday
1: service after that?
0: No, this predates the Sunday service stuff. Wow. Yes, 2011, he was touring off of My Beautiful Dark Fantasy. Right. Which is way before any of that shit. He starts the Sunday service thing around 2016, around the life of Pablo era. Oh,
1: that's what I was saying, yeah. that... The that, even though it says that his last performance was in 2011, he technically was
0: in the Coachella Valley, you're right, after I think, yeah, 2016 or 2017 to do some sort of thing
1: like that. Right, his yeah. Kanye Sunday service. Yeah, right. Um, and then, of course, Billie Eilish is being Billie Eilish and yeah. doing performances everywhere yeah. um, and winning Grammys and doubling down on Grammys. But as
0: this mentions, she is now the youngest headlining act at Coachella of all time at 20. So uh, yeah, there's no, never been a younger person than her, so uh, of course until boost. until Olivia does it next year. So <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> seems inevitable, really. Uh, she'll be nineteen, I think. So that'll still qualify. Yeah.
1: Still qualify. Uh, see, this is when you start like doing the counting by days thing Yeah, Like oh, the youngest by, a by days.
0: Yeah. Get your stat hat, stat hats
1: on. And, uh, <laughs> meanwhile, two shots mafia. Also previously performed at Coachella in
0: 2012. And they were still an active band. <laughs> yeah.
1: So, along with Ye, Eilish, and Stott, Mr. Styles himself, yeah, yeah. the lineup will also include Lil Baby, Daniel Caesar, Phoebe Bridgers, Big Sean, Megan The Stallion, 21 Savage, Danny Elfman. Yes, that Danny Elfman. Doja Cat, Joji,
0: Run The Jewels, King Gizzard and the yes. Wizard Lizard. Well, we'll talk about them later. <laughs> and Carly Rae Jepsen. Yeah, I was actually going to say, media boat favorite Carly Rae Jepsen is making her first Coachella appearance. Or first? I'd say first. Maybe. know. Oh, maybe. maybe she's been there before. Um, but yeah, uh, she'll uh first one in a long time, at least. Um, and she'll be there on night one. Mm-hmm. So congratulations. Carly. Yep. But yeah. Um, not a bad lineup this year. I looked through it. Seems like day two seems to be the day, at least with most artists that I like. But it, it seems like a pretty even distribution. Um, another note I want to make about this about the headliners is: is traditionally the third night headliner is the retro act. But as you may have noticed, it's yay. All three of them are not really retro acts this year. And it seems like, and you posited this, and I think you're right. Is that he did it because it's Sunday? <laughs> yeah, it's like no, Kanye wants Sunday because he gets to do his whole Sunday shtick. It's also you
1: close out Coachella; it's the mm-hmm. first thing you talk about in the next morning. On Monday. Oh yeah,
0: nobody is paying attention to anything that's happening. That's during, literally why he does it during his set. Absolutely, <laughs> that's going to dominate. Everything all else nights.
1: is closed; it's just yeah. him. You do the Sunday show or do the Sunday night show. And as you're leaving, he wants it to be the last thing you're talking about yeah. in the in, at night as you're driving yeah. back, mm-hmm. and first thing in the morning, mm-hmm.
0: morning. Uh, when it hits the news. So yeah, uh, I guess beware uh, after t- after the single he dropped overnight uh, last night. Maybe don't go, Pete Davidson. <laughs> <laughs> Looking at you, anyway. specifically
1: Pete Davidson.
0: Yeah, <laughs> did you hear about this? Is he put out a solo uh, like a single last night that was like apparently about how he's going to beat up Pete Davidson. <laughs> Uh, oh, because the Kim thing? Yeah, uh-huh. Because Kanye can do that? I thought he hires people to do that. <laughs> no, I don't know. Not according to that one guy who wanted an autograph. I'm not. That story is not on today's podcast, thank God. Anyways, so yeah, that's Coachella. I don't know. It seems like an okay year. Again, if it happens. It's still scheduled for dates in April. Who knows where we'll be come April. We have a couple more months to see where this Omicron goes. Um, and yeah. Remains to be seen, but uh, as of right now, Coachella has a lineup, and they're planning on doing it.
1: Um, yep, yeah, and that's uh first two weeks of April. Yes. So, go. No, no, then... well, that's up to you. How much do you actually want yeah, to see these people? exactly. Uh, because we have noticed, or had noted at a previous podcast about Golden Voice being relaxed on their... Yes, um, uh, they're no, no
0: longer requiring uh, at least... As of the last time we heard about this which was months ago. Yes. Um, they were not going to require vaccination status. They may change. We'll see what Golden Voice says. Yep. Uh, but we have other news to get to.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, we enter the world of streaming. Yes. As Spotify has announced that its high-quality audio tier, Spotify hi mm-hmm. which it had said would launch its select markets in November. Yeah, last November last November, has been delayed indefinitely. So basically, question mark, question mark, question mark. Well, that was the pause. Like, okay, yeah. it was delayed until... Who knows? Eventually figure it
0: out. Yeah, who could say?
1: So, responding to a thread on its community website where users had voiced frustration and anger <laughs> over the delay, Spotify said that it has no updates on when the tier may become available. Quote, We know that hi-fi quality audio is important to you. We feel the same. And we're excited to deliver a Spotify hi-fi experience to premium users in the future. But (laughs) we don't have timing details to share yet. Yeah. We will, of course, update you here when we can. And then they hung up the phone and you're supposed to leave a message after the beep. Yeah. Uh, judging by the response online, users were neither placated nor satisfied mm-hmm. by the open-ended delay or the uncharacteristic uh, terseness <laughs> of the reply.
0: Yeah, so I included this in here because Spotify is still, like it or not, the biggest player in the streaming space. So when they said that they were going to try to equal both what Amazon and Apple has already done... And title before that mm-hmm. um it made sense because that's a huge pool of users that could potentially like enjoy that feature and to just be be like i don't know who knows is a weird move to me it's like a weird thing to say especially for something that was supposed to come out months ago it's just it's a weird vibe for something that apple figured out almost a year ago at this point this is turning into Final
1: Fantasy Thirteen versus Two, <laughs> where it eventually we'll get
0: to it, yeah. and then
1: it just completely changes name later.
0: It's just weird, um, but I uh, although this uh, gives me an opportunity to say that I have an update about the um, Apple Music Dolby Atmos. Yes. Uh, now listen to it on a proper Dolby Atmos soundbar uh, surround setup, okay, as opposed to just in the you know the the Apple uh, headphones, and uh, it sounds better. I get it now. You get it? Um. Now, now that you have the setup yeah, for it? Yeah, now that I have the setup for it, I say that if you have a Dolby Atmos-compatible system, try that, and it, you, I think it'll, it leads to better results than the um, the headphone version of it. So, yeah, if you have that, give it a try. It's nice. Yeah,
1: except when you're doing that, you're doing that with other people, though. Yeah, I
0: mean, yes, it's it's shared music. Yeah, shared to music. music. But, yeah, the problem with the, the AirPods was always that the vocals seemed really far away it's quiet mm-hmm. not a problem with uh, with the prop with speakers um you don't run into the same issue
1: so just fun fact about that nice so um, <laughs> uh, audio listening party at your place
0: <laughs> <laughs> when it's safe to do so maybe someday maybe someday, <laughs> maybe someday.
1: all right so uh, let's get into some music thoughts then yes. uh did you listen to anything
0: uh, no, a little bit of an off week. Um, just some sing- singles, no albums, really, this week. Um, yeah, just was a doing, like, doing more catch-up uh, last week. No big releases have come so out.
1: So I have one
0: new release that yes. came out, uh,
1: this week. Uh, I mentioned that I was going to listen to it, so I have. The Lumineers, Bright Side. Yeah! Um... How much do you like the Lumineers? will determine how much you like this album. Yeah, what if the answer is not very much? The answer is you're not going to like this album
0: very yeah, much. Yeah,
1: I figured. This is their fourth studio album, I believe. Something like that. It's either their fourth or their fifth one. Uh, mm-hmm. But um, it's the same folksy songs, same folksy album that we're used to. Lots of pianos. I love it. Sure. They also keep their um, tradition of having a single girl's name.
0: In the albums, which i, I, I really uh <laughs> who is it this time? We had Ophelia. Yeah,
1: we had Ophelia, uh we had I think Sophia was one of them okay. as well. Right. Uh before that, I forget which one was this one, but they continue it. Charlotte. Uh oh. no. Uh they also have, uh one thing I did notice <laughs> that um, all of their single um title tracks oh. are all capitalized, so it's like they're yelling at me. <laughs> oh, No. But uh yeah, how much you actually like the Lumineers before this will determine how much you actually like this album. Sure. Because they found their style. Um, folk songs with the piano and slight guitar here and there. Okay. But, you know, it's for someone. I don't know if it's for me. <laughs> I used to like that kind of music. don't sure. really like it now, but it's good to know that they're still making that kind of music for people who want that
0: kind yeah, of music. Yeah, speaking of 2012, it's not 2012 anymore. <laughs> no,
1: it's not. <laughs> but yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, okay. uh, one thing that was noted while the doctor was listening to it was that um, the chorus repeats a lot at the end yeah, of songs. Yeah. I was like, yeah, that's the refrain." It's just, that's what they do. That's what they kind of do for their songs. They refrain for like a minute at the end.
0: Yeah, whenever I think about bands like the Lumineers, I think of like a gathering of people around a fire. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if that's accurate to what other people think, but that's immediately the vibe that I get from their songs.
1: No, it reminds me of Boho Days. Boho Days? From uh, Tick Tick Boo.
0: Uh, just, uh, in a party, uh, someone's
1: okay. just jamming yeah, on the piano. Sure. And people are just Here's oh yeah, I'll I'll wail yeah, oh about this. Sure. Also, that kind of like wailing. Um, yeah, there's a, there's a lot of that. There's a lot of that. So if that um, doesn't scratch your ears, or yeah. if that scratches your ears the wrong
0: way, yeah, not for you. <laughs> I, I'll say, I'll say, I always say it, and I'll say it again. If you like bands like the the Lumineers, if you want to hear something that's actually better, um, I recommend the band Saint Seneca. Uh, they're a favorite of mine And it's the same kind of folksy vibe But I think much more fascinating arrangements <laughs> Anyways, check them out All That's right. my tip, music tip of the week
1: Yep, so uh, Don't listen to Lumineers, listen to See everything seconds. <laughs> yes. Alright, let's move on Let's move on, the two video games And we start with new releases uh, yes. Including Nobody Saves the World no. uh, not, not even, <laughs> not, even you. not even you uh, for the Xbox One, Xbox Series X, and PC. Mm-hmm. Black Wind. For everything. Yep. If you got it, you can play it. Uh, the yep. Hitman Trilogy. Yeah. Everything. It's a collection the Switch. of
0: all of the Hitman 1, 2, and 3. Uh, the most recent Hitman Trilogy, I should say. Yep. So, yeah, on yep. everything. On everything. Except, except for Switch. But the Switch.
1: <laughs> yep. uh, we also have... R.P. Golf. Yeah. Or R.P.G. RPG. Golf. Golf. R.P.G. Legends. (laughs) For everything. Um, Nothing. This isn't League of Legends, right? No, it's unrelated. (laughs) Unrelated. I think it's a
0: golf RPG.
1: Right.
0: (laughs) As the name implies.
1: Yes. Uh, There's also Rainbow Six Extraction. Yes, finally. Finally. For everything but the Switch.
0: This was the one that was not um, um, announced a long time ago. Originally called... Rainbow Six Quarantine, and then had it. change. Oh name yeah, you can't do that. <laughs> and it's the it's the one where it's the the fantasy esque one where you're it's a zombie right. uh, invasion.
1: And lastly, Wind Jammers Two. Yes. For the PS4, Xbox One, Switch, and PC. Sequel to the classic Wind Jammers.
0: Uh, about time. <laughs>
1: um, not on new consoles, but you can play the old disc on the. New right, yeah, it'll be
0: compatible with your new console.
1: Speaking of old consoles, yes, this old this, consoles
0: being the PS4 and Xbox One.
1: Yes, um, you can no longer get old consoles. That is our first story. Well, well yes well, and no. Yes, you can get the consoles. Yes, but they're not rolling off the well, assembly line as they yes use. and no. They we'll mean, get there. We'll this is this
0: is two stories in one.
1: Yeah, because uh, about both Microsoft and Sony. Yes. So first, Microsoft has confirmed that it quietly not telling anyone. Okay stopped producing all Xbox One consoles at the end of 2020. Yeah. The platform uh, Microsoft said in July of 2020 that it was discontinuing the Xbox One X and Xbox One S, all digital edition consoles, but that Xbox One S would continue to be manufactured and sold globally. However, coinciding with the Xbox Series X and S launch later that year, Microsoft also stopped producing Xbox One S consoles. Quote, to focus on production of Xbox Series X and S, we stopped production for all Xbox One consoles by the end of 2020. Mm-hmm. Uh, says Cindy Walker, the Senior Director of Xbox Consoles Product Marketing. Yeah.
0: Uh, real quick, it makes sense, uh, considering that the similarities between the Series S and the Xbox One X were pretty close, performance-wise, mm-hmm. and so it didn't make a whole lot of sense for them to manufacture both. It also allows them to focus more on cranking out more of those.
1: It, it adds a production line that you didn't have. And apparently
0: it's been in their favor, as uh, recent sales numbers shows Series X, uh, actually making a dent into sales numbers for the first time in a while, catching up to those PS5 numbers that we've reported on. You mean, because people can actually get
1: Xboxes? They're getting more prevalent.
0: I mean, I'm proof of this um, since I got one fairly recently. And, like, they're getting easier. Not, of course, walk into a store easy yet, and I think that's going to be a barrier to entry Mm -hmm. for a lot of people still. But that being said, they're more available than ever. It's getting easier, and Microsoft made it that way by ending that production. What does that mean for people who don't want a series console and want an older console? It's going to get harder to find. Um, you're going to have to rely on the resale market, but as people get newer consoles, hopefully they'll be like me and put those older consoles into back into the resale market. I sold my um, Xbox Series X and, or, oh, sorry, 1X and my PS4 Pro last week at GameStop. I got a cool $560 for both of them. Okay. Yeah, and my PS4, as you well know, um, had a disk drive issue. They found that out when they tested it. Of course they did. Uh, I and, told you they <laughs> yeah, would. And so I got a little bit of a cut in how much they gave me for that. So I only got 240 for it. Um, you can get up to 330 for these guys. Okay. this the, uh, 1X got a little bit more. I ended up getting 315 for that. So, okay. But not bad, considering no. that if I was to sell that to a person, I don't think I would have gotten that much. I mean, considering so, you bought it at 500
1: and yeah you depreciated 200 dollars not six bad six years not bad
0: considering no, so, not bad for a con- any console really so yeah i would recommend uh checking out your game checking out ebay if you're looking for something like that they're so, around you, you don't
1: recommend what i'm doing is having my <laughs> ps4 tucked away right yeah. back there <laughs> right
0: yeah it's not doing anything with it yeah i mean check out um, options. Uh, PS4's uh, base models also can get you like upwards of $200 at this point. So, uh, yeah, it's a, it's a good market for a resale. However, maybe PS4's might not have a, his, a future in resale in the resale market because of our second story uh, linked to this one.
1: Yeah, because Sony has reportedly extended projection of its last-gen yes. PlayStation 4 console yes. as PS5's. Remain a
0: scarce supply
1: due to the component.
0: So Sony is doing the opposite of what Microsoft is doing.
1: Yep. Yeah. Uh, well, this is also according to a new report by Bloomberg, which claims that the corporation of Sony had planned to stop making PS4 consoles last year, mm-hmm. but but has now told assembly partners it will continue making the console through this year of 2022. This decision will see the creation of around 1 million PS4 units this year uh, and offset some of the pressure on PlayStation 5 production, which requires more advanced chips. Mm. Increasing production will also help Sony negotiate better deals with manufacturing partners. But, you know,
0: that's behind-the-scenes stuff. And yeah, I think it's really interesting to see the difference between the two companies' strategy here. Sony needed a solution to what Microsoft figured out, which is having a lower tier, easier to produce, cheaper model, like, this, like the Series S. Sony chose to instead double down on PS4s. Basically like, well, yeah, it's one has a disk drive, one doesn't, but they're pretty much the same manufacturing process. Mm-hmm. The risk they took there was that, yeah, these are pricier components, and it's harder to crank them out. So their compromise here is being like, you know what, we're not going to glut the market with a lot of PS4s, but we'll at least make another million to at least fill some of those spots where people who are looking for any console at all can find something. Or for
1: people who want to make the Switch from Xbox to PlayStation, can get PS5, but can get the
0: PS4 with the entire yeah.
1: back catalog.
0: Right, Exactly. Um it's just an interesting uh like moment where the two philosophies have diverged yep. and and it's and yeah, it makes it even more complicated of a market though for people who are looking at video game systems. It's not like the old days where you can just say like Yeah, get this now there's a lot of questions you have to ask mm-hmm. like well, do you have a 4K television? Do you have broadband internet? Do you have, like, do you want something that runs discs? Do you not need to run discs? Do you yep. need the best of the best? Do you, or, can, or do you want to settle for something mid-tier? There's so many questions now about getting into a console that, like, it never used to be this hard. Yeah. Oh, well. <laughs> My alley cutter. <Yeah>. Anyway. <laughs> So, yeah, I don't know. I don't know about this. But, uh, yeah, if you're looking for a console, I guess do your research, is what I'd have to say. Uh,
1: or, you know, join, join the forces of online <laughs> um, bandits to
0: try and swip <laughs> one up. Good luck. As someone who actually succeeded, did, succeeded both times, it's miracle, honestly. I got lucky both times, is all I can say. So, just roll the dice. Yeah. Anyway. Now I have $560 to spend on GameStop.com, that I'm not sure what I'm going to do. <laughs> Anyways. You need a Series S? I can get you a Series S. <laughs> no. They I don't make those. A <laughs> All right, well, let
1: me know. No, I don't <laughs> need another console. I'm good with the. If no.
0: I, I, I have GameFly, and I, have, and I only buy things digitally. I have no idea what I'm going to do with that money. Right. And I got store credit because they would give me more store credit. So I'm like, what the hell am I going to buy for GameStop? I don't know. I, I think they, <laughs> they
1: sell like the um, uh, Visa gift cards. So that's the thing is apparently It doesn't work towards
0: it? I'm going on a little tangent here so right. bear with yeah, me. We're selling video
1: games so keep counts.
0: So buyer beware. Here's my buyer beware. I have heard and I've seen this happen. If you try to buy some gift cards and that could be to anything but it could be Xbox, PlayStation, Points, mm-hmm. etc. With a gift card, (laughs) if you try to cheat the system, basically get your money back through a different portal, they may get, there's a chance, and I think it seems like a pretty high percentage chance, that they will try to rip you off by giving you codes that have already been redeemed or that don't work.
2: Mm. I tried my hand at this.
0: I decided, you know what? I'm going to try to buy some Xbox gift cards with this money. The codes were redeemed. I googled it. I was like, like, I mean, pre-redeemed. They told me, they errored out on me. Ooh. All three codes that I bought. Spent $150, dollars three dollars gift cards. Went to uh, Google, tried to see what people on Reddit were saying. Reddit said, go to Microsoft Support. So I went to Microsoft Support. Microsoft Support tells me, we can't do anything about it. They've already been redeemed. Give this reference number to GameStop Support. And they should give you new codes. I go back to GameStop support. A guy in GameStop support says, wait, they're already redeemed? I'm like, yes, they're already redeemed. And he's like, okay, give me your info. Give me my info. And I said, Microsoft said that if I give you this reference number, you guys will fix it. He said, oh, sorry, we need to escalate this. It'll be 72 hours. I wait three full days, hear nothing. I go back to GameStop support, say, hey, your dude told me within 72, 72 hours I've had this issue escalated. What's going on? He said, there's no evidence of escalation. I have to start escalating escalation again today. Wait another 72 hours. Thankfully, I only waited another 24. I got an email. Guess what GameStop's solution to this problem was? You can buy more gift cards? They're sending me a physical GameStop gift card for the $150. <laughs> Because I imagine what they did was, well, we can't give them more digital codes. We don't have any good ones. We don't miss, and we want to refund them, but we can't refund the gift card. Because that's not how that works. Right. So what do we do? Let's send him a physical GameStop gift card so he's still trapped in our ecosystem. <laughs> that was their solution. Uh, the solution was to basically give me a non-solution, I'm back at square one. So now I just know, though, so, so not to buy gift cards. We so went through a
1: whole <laughs> week. Yeah. Um, Sending them a gift card, mm-hmm. and then just for them to send you
0: a gift, a gift card. card. Exactly. That's all they did. So we get a hundred dollar gift card in the mail, the physical mail, that I guess I use in tandem with the one that they gave me for the resales. So yeah, that's my buyer beware. If you have money on a GameStop gift card or a resale gift card for GameStop, do not buy digital products because they may not work. Well, I know what you can do with the gift card. Shove it up their ass. No, what can I do? With the gift card? you can pre-order Kirby and the Forgotten Land. Alright, let's talk about Kirby.
1: So, Nintendo released a new trailer for Kirby and the Forgotten Land and confirmed its release date. March 23rd! Yeah. No. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah.
0: Late birthday present, hell yeah.
1: Hell yeah. Uh, the new trailer also showed off co-op gameplay for the first time. Yeah. With players able to... Able to... T- with player two... <laughs> With player's got able it. to. Yes, thank you. With player two, yes. able to mm-hmm. control a bandana waddle D <laughs> to help
0: Kirby on his Man. mission. A Waddle D with a bandana. How badass is that?
1: That's how you know it's your player. Yeah. The he is a player. A player. The, He's a player. He's a player in the multiple play-out. meanings of the word. Uh, Kirby will be able to <laughs> inhale uh, enemies to gain their abilities as, as usual. usual. <laughs> and the trailer. <laughs> shows off (laughs) some new abilities like the drill Mm -hmm. which makes him drill to the ground and attack enemies from beneath and
0: ranger which lets him attack enemies at a distance. Yeah, I included this because this game looks really cool. It It looks like somebody took Mario Odyssey uh, slash 3D World that engine and then put a Kirby game in it and it looks great. It looks really fun.
1: Someone said, hey, why can't we do to Kirby what we've done to Mario yeah. and Zelda? Yes. So it's like, and um, yeah. Metroid.
0: Slap like, in open world. It looks like you can uh, go quickly through the open world on a Warp Star, which seems mm-hmm. so cool. Yeah, the co-op makes it a, like a cool shared experience kind of game. A lot of new powers, a lot of new enemies. It just looks like a whole fun play. So I'm very excited for a couple months to pass to give this a try.
1: Like I said, you can use that GameStop for it.
0: I mean, again, though, but I have Gamefly that I'm already paying for. That's easier. Yeah, but you don't own it. That's a rent. Did you get an email about um, Kana? Yes, K- yes, I did. So Kana got re- uh, returned. Kana got returned. Deathloop got returned. I still have not got a confirmation for Metroid. Okay. So I'm sure maybe i will get that today. It's weird. So at least that problem got solved. Yes. But yeah, I don't uh, know. I, I got
1: the email. Um, they're sending me uh, Death Stranding Director's Cut now. Oh, jeez. Because I forgot to update my queue. Yeah,
0: get ready. So, yeah, I, I've featured my queue now. I have Arceus uh, uh, and Horizon. I have Arceus, Horizon. Um, what's after well, that? Well,
1: see, it's in my, those are in my queue. Yeah. But because uh, date the date for Arceus is in, until, like, five days from now. Yes. It won't send it, and they won't hold it. Right. And then they won't hold the disc So. to tour Arceus. They, they're, yeah.
0: Oh, yeah, and I have Kirby and Saints Row, I think, after that. Yeah, it's Saints Row is, like, later in the list. Yeah. But yeah so
1: looking forward to new games yep um well i thought see because i added um it takes two and i moved it to the top i thought i would take it but i guess it um, i did too late
0: guess not so all right we'll see all right uh did you play anything no uh i uh, ended up having it back into the show because man i miss baseball um and kind of yeah, we'll talk about baseball in a bit here yeah i did a two-pronged approach i uh moved to the xbox i wanted to try the series x version of it mm-hmm. uh and like I said last week, it doesn't run as, quite as well. But I started a new Road to the Show. Now I'm a uh, closer. I'm a closing pitcher.
1: Okay, you don't come in for like five pitches? Yeah, yes. it's, so
0: it means that I cycle through games quicker. Yes. But it's also kind of nice because I can make sure that we get more wins. <laughs> so, like, <laughs> I can take the reins for once. They, they don't pull you in the eighth and then lose? Yeah, so I think I have 15 saves to the season right now. Uh, so yeah. I'm not doing too bad. Um, our, our, our very own Sandman here. Still fucking man, fuck the Oakland A's so much <laughs> every time, yeah, every intense, single time. Always intense Matt Chapman It's not even Matt Chapman anymore. He's not as intense as he used to be. <laughs> apparently, no. It's it's uh the other Matt, Matt Olson. Matt Olson kicks my ass. Yep. Uh. Anyway. Um. So yeah. Uh. It's still having fun with that. So. But yeah. I, no, no new video games. I still got back to Halo. Someday, I guess that, well, that pretty much
1: says what it, all you can about Halo, then. I mean, or at least where you're at with Halo. I rest. still
0: like it. I still, still think it's a very good game. It's just, it's got the Halo problem that I mentioned last week, which is if you get a bad save, you might mm-hmm. have to roll back your save. Because it's just, I feel like I'm hitting a wall every time I play it.
1: Um, I did, so I'm playing Madden right now because yeah. football postseason. Yeah. And I'm at a crossroads between okay. uh, someone bears and, uh, No. no. Between someone awesome winning the Super Bowl, uh-huh. but that also means the uh, the Ninnies winning the Super
0: Bowl. <laughs> the Ninnies? Yeah, the Niners. Oh. <laughs> and I don't want that to happen. <laughs> but I'm on the team. But, but don't you want to, someone, uh, someone awesome to have a ring, though? See, here's the thing. I can rush for like 600 yards yeah. and not score. Yeah. Yeah. Also, you know, his value shoots up if he was on a Super Bowl winning team, that you can use that as leverage to hopefully get him Yeah, to but there's a no team.
1: button that says demand a trade.
0: Oh, really? Okay. Yeah.
1: And if I do win the Super Bowl, yeah. then they're going to sign me to like the max contract I'm never going to get right. out of there.
0: You can do that mid-season in the show. You can just I be know. like, you can be like, "Nah, I don't want your contract. I want to be sent to free agency." And I want to send some of myself to free agency, yeah. and
1: hopefully see where I go. Yeah. They like, can't do that because you like, you start under a rookie contract for, yeah. for three years.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's true. All right. Well, good luck to someone else in making this life changing decision.
1: I don't know. I I got the Super Bowl like game next, and I rushed right? for like four hundred yards, but yeah. uh, it just means I like, got to turn up the difficulty. Ah, next season. Yeah, next season. Next season. season get, get the ring at the rookie year, and then crank yeah. it up. <laughs> right. Yeah,
0: makes sense to me. Yep. Yeah. So they have, they, they should. should have the dynamic uh, stuff that the show does. Oh no, no they do. They do. They yeah. Turn it off. <laughs> yeah I ended up turning that off to me. me too Because you, you don't get um, You don't get Catcher uh, Catcher hints uh, Where they Like they tell you uh, Placement oh, um, yeah. And um, all star or above They turn it off Oh
1: see I turned it off Because I kept getting Stopped in the line I had like 20 rushes for 25 yards Yeah Because my line was Dumb mm-hmm. I was like oh man this sucks Let me <laughs> just turn the difficulty Down one yeah. And then that Just turning it down one Changed it from
0: me Getting like Thirty yards a game uh-huh. to hundred and thirty yards a game. Yeah, that's the difference it makes. Yeah, I'm afraid I've, I've now defaulted to just the default veteran. Yeah, so I'm like, we'll see what happens. I said,
1: I'll probably turn it up for season two and yeah. see where we go from there.
0: R.I.P. John Madden. Yes. Anyway.
1: Anyways, let's talk. Stop talk, talking about virtual sports.
0: talking about virtual let's talk sports. About and moving actual to sports. actual sports because we are going to flip on into television and talk about the sports corner, which is back this week. Say hello to the sports corner. We start sports with the CFP national champions, Georgia, who beat Alabama thirty-three to eighteen. Yep, uh, with future, um,
1: mo- uh, quarterback in a movie featuring <laughs> him. <laughs> Stetson, yeah, um, defeating Alabama. Yeah. Uh, yeah, this guy's story is pretty amazing. He walk, walked on to Alabama four years ago, Told, him he, told him he wasn't good enough, went to JV, mm-hmm. uh, not JV, went to community college, sure, um, got better, balled out, came back as a walk on to Georgia, yeah. started the season as a fourth string, and ended up beating out everybody to win the national championship. Real
0: rags to riches. Yes. Story so, there.
1: American underdog coming to a story. Yes. so. Yeah, two.
0: Um,
1: American <laughs> underdog <laughs> two. Um, the Bulldog. Yeah. You, is that Mar- American Bulldog? American yeah.
0: Under Bulldog. Under Bulldog? Bull, bull, no. Wonder Dog. Anyway. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, there's your little yeah. uh, college football update. Yep.
1: Uh, that means college football is now over. Yes. Which means uh, players can now enter the transfer portal. <laughs> Ooh, sounds sci-fi. And, Well, this is where they start moving around to different colleges <laughs> yeah. because they go to college to play football and not,
0: you know, get an education. Yeah. I, it's and life is supposed to
1: be like the reverse way.
0: That's for people who like to watch football, it means that you can put all your focus into <laughs> valuable cable, apparently. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you put all your focus into professional football as the NFL playoffs await us. Packers and Titans retain their number one seed going into the playoffs and have first-round buys. Um, And then, yeah. Well, because the regular season ended
1: this past last weekend, we had Black Monday, where all the head coaches get fired. Well, not all, but the losing coaches get fired. Yes, Uh, Six opening head coaching that's actually eight.
0: Yeah, that's actually oh, eight. It's, so Black Monday started with six coaches, but then two more got fired later in the week. Yeah. Month. So the list includes Jaguars, who, by the way, have the number one pick again. Amen. The Raiders, the Broncos, the Dolphins, the Bears, the Vikings, the Giants, and the Texans. Oh, my. All of them need yep. coaches.
1: Um, out of all eight of these teams, one of them actually ended up making the playoffs.
2: So And they still don't have a head coach. Still don't have a head
1: coach. <laughs> so... Uh, Watch this space. Yeah, Uh, yeah. Raiders, um, because John Gruden and that whole thing. Yeah. um, They've been dealing with an interim head coach right now. But coming into the playoff game today?
0: Yeah.
1: Oh, no, for tomorrow. um, They said that they will look for a new head coach beginning next season.
0: Yeah.
1: Or for next season, even though this one is not over for them yet. And not just say, hey, you're doing a good job, interim head coach maybe we'll keep you on and like give you the job full time next year.
0: Yeah. So we'll see what happens. Uh, this is always a weird, a weird situation. These coaches in and out going in and out, like who knows?
1: Yeah. Um, most of the time, these coaches um, will just flip teams, um, go from one head coaching job to another head uh, okay. coaching job, yeah. or they'll go from one head coaching job to an offense coordinator somewhere or do what Jim Harbaugh did and go to um uh, college football and become head coach there right could happen we'll see all these coaches again somewhere they just keep shuffling
0: around (laughs) go shuffle all right let's move out of football and into a baseball as you mentioned at the top of the show a little update kind of non-update about the mlb's uh struggle right now with the players thursday as we had mentioned was going to be the first time that some uh bargaining was going to happen or potentially going to happen they were going to meet on zoom league was going to meet with some new terms They did. They made their first labor proposal, which focused on a narrow set of issues that, guess what, no one's surprised here, did very little to encourage the players and heightened the likelihood of spring training being postponed. So if you're crossing your fingers that there's some sort of landmark decision that was going to happen this week, it didn't happen. We now move the clock to early February, where we're going to have the same thing happen again, which will hopefully then we will know the fate of spring training uh we know we won't <laughs> uh, yeah which is probably no yes. there probably will not be spring training at the end of march so don't get excited well it's the start of or, march, yeah start right? of march start, yeah. sorry i don't think i i guess i meant end of, by the end of february. yeah by the
1: end of but february start of march for not gonna march.
0: Ha- it's probably not gonna happen we probably won't see spring training until april may which will then postpone
1: Else. Potentially.
0: Yep. I don't know. It looks dark, but we knew that going into this um, that it wasn't going to be. Yep. And a post season hasn't happened in MLB
1: <laughs> since 2020. Yeah, when they had to uh, do an 80 games in
0: uh, beginning, starting in July. Yeah, and if it goes into a full lockout, that hasn't happened since what 90, 94, Four? Yeah, so yeah. we'll definitely see what happens. So uh, watch that space. Just play a lot more of the show. <laughs> that's, what I'm, that's what I'm gonna do, is like make my own uh, 2022 season. Yep. Oh, um, and then
1: side note to that, just we're talking about MLB. Um, Oakland Raiders may not be the Oakland Raiders very
0: much you longer. Mean, wait. I'm sorry, Oakland A's, the A's may not be yeah. the Oakland A's. The but... Raiders are already not the Oakland Raiders. Well, yeah, well,
1: see, that's in my mind because that's where yeah. the management—that's probably right. where Oakland's going to go too. Yeah, or, again, or it's, the A's are going
0: to go. It's too bad that they can't just name them the Aces because it's already a team in another league. Yep. But yeah, we may see. Uh, yeah, we may see Vegas for them. Maybe they'll get worse. Maybe <laughs> because because again, fuck the Oakland A's. Yeah. <laughs> You as, do as, see my hat.
1: As, as, as mentioned before. <laughs> <Yes>. Anyways. <laughs> Anyways. All right. And the last sports story is the ongoing saga of the Australia Open, which is continuing right now. But the focus isn't who's on the court, but right. rather who's off the
0: court. Yes. So, of course, we're talking about the ongoing saga of Novak Djokovic, who continues to be yes and no, yes and no in Australia. He arrived in Melbourne last week and promptly had his visa cancelled for entering without a valid exemption for Australia's vaccination requirement for all arrivals. However, a judge ruled Monday that he should be allowed to stay. Australia's immigration minister then revoked the tennis star's visa once again on Friday, saying, quote, It was in the public interest to do so. Novak was detained ahead of a court hearing on his case to stay in the country and play in the Australian Open. It still remains to be seen whether or not that will
1: Qualify. Right, and he may get off on a technicality <laughs> here because um, the time that he was given by the uh, immigration minister to provide documents was like an hour, like only an hour time before this yeah. time was up um, in the middle of the night, like at 3 a.m., when nobody was open, <laughs> no one could answer phone calls. Sure. So uh. Novak is saying that he didn't give me enough. Like he wasn't presented with enough options. Sure. Under a timeline, whatever to provide additional documents. Uh, yeah. And so the judges sit is basically going to rule that was enough time given for him to provide additional documents, even though the one document
0: they want, he does not. He cannot supply. <laughs> yeah. And won't. Um, yeah. This is just embarrassing. It's just. When will it end? When will it end? I ask. I guess the end of the Australian Open. (laughs) Alright.
1: So I guess you call the Australia
0: Close. Ha ha! Uh But
1: not, because people are still playing tennis and the Australian Open.
0: Anything else in sports before we move on to proper television news? Of course there is, but not enough for us to talk
1: about. (laughs) Fair enough.
0: Alright, let's move on to television news. We start TV news with the SAG Awards. Yes, award season continues to run forward. This is technically both a television and a film story, as both kinds of uh, forms are nominated in these awards. Yeah, but this one actually gets shown on TV. SAG, of course. (laughs) See what you did there? (laughs) We'll Uh, get to that later. (laughs) SAG, of course, Screen Actors Guild. Um, Ridley Scott's House of Gucci and Jane Campion's Power of the Dog leads the uh, Film Awards with three nominations. However, it was House of Gucci to claim a nomination for the ensemble cast, which, as uh, we uh, say often on the Media Book Podcast, is Sometimes, not always, but sometimes a hint at your Best Picture winner at the Oscars. Nominees for that prize included House of Gucci, as well as Belfast, Coda, Don't Look Up, and King Richard. Meanwhile, on the television front, Succession and Ted Lasso scored a leading five nominations, while Mayor of Easttown, The Morning Show, and Squid Game each landed four nominations apiece. The best ensemble in a drama series race will be between The Handmaid's Tale, The Morning Show, Succession, Squid Game, and Yellowstone. For the second year in a row, the Screen Actors Guild Awards took to its Instagram page to announce this year's nominees, with Rosario Dawson and Vanessa Hudgens doing the honors. The award show will be on February 27th, airing on TNT and TBS. So we'll see the big winners then and be able to see what that means going into the rest of award season. Yep. me um, about favorite Ted Lasso. Okay? Yeah. A bunch of nominations there. Good to, see. Good to see. Squid Game making an impact after a huge year on Netflix. Um. Yeah. Uh, definitely putting at least a little bit of uh, variety into the acting nominees. I saw um, a viral tweet going around that was like, "When you're the token minority," and it was because there was only one um, person Squid from Squid Game mm-hmm. in each of the categories yes. with a bunch of white people <laughs> besides them. Uh, it was yeah, kind of embarrassing. But hey, you know, at least they're being considered. I guess
1: makes me wonder if Squid Game would be <laughs> getting all those nominations if they hadn't been on. Netflix or no, I think yeah, all the success of people talking about it.
0: Netflix is success, but that show really probably led to them pushing them for nominees, right? In a way that they wouldn't have otherwise. So yeah, it's good and bad is what I'll say. It's good because I want a show like Squid Game to be uh, considered as we get more into this era of Korean entertainment making a huge impact here. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, shouldn't be the only representation for somebody who is not white. Like, you gotta work harder. Gotta work harder. Sag. Anyways, let's move on to our second story. Mm-hmm. Something that will never be nominated for any award. Uh, the Santa Claus is coming back. And yes, I mean C L A U S E, not clause Claus C
1: L A U S. No, like clause, like the bottom <laughs> yes. of the contract, the
0: fine print. As in Tim Allen's The Santa Claus, the uh, 90s into 2000s trilogy of Christmas films is coming back in Disney Plus limited series form with Tim Allen himself in tow. He will reprise his role as Scott Calvin from the films. He is reuniting with Jack Burdett from uh, Last Man Standing who will serve as the EP and showrunner. The plot is Scott Calvin is on the brink of his 65th birthday and realizing that he can't be Santa forever. He's starting to lose his step in the Santa duties and more importantly, he's got a family who could benefit from life in a normal world especially his two kids who have grown up at the North Pole. With a lot of elves, children, and family to please, Scott sets out to find a suitable replacement Santa while preparing his family for a new adventure in the life south of the North Pole. By the way, the last time Santa uh, Tim Allen santed up was in 2006 for the third in the series, Santa Claus 3, The Escape Clause. Yes,
1: but as uh, mo- many of us know from the original film, You don't go out and find a replacement. The replacement finds you.
0: Yes. So it's a weird (laughs) premise knowing that. I don't know. Um, But it's, you know, it's uh, Disney Plus trying the same thing they did with Turner and Hooch. Basically, how can we tell the story in the new generation? How do we set up a new generation of this this world?
1: Right. Plus, didn't the original film give us kind of that eluded ending with uh, Charlie saying, I'm going into the family business as Santa Claus and knocking my dad
0: off a roof and taking,
1: <laughs> and taking his clothes and the reindeer.
0: I don't think patricide is a thing that they want to dwell on here, so I don't know if that's going to happen.
1: <laughs> uh, don't worry, it's, uh, Popo <laughs> Shisho <laughs> Anyway,
0: uh, so yeah, who knows? Paradoil side. Yeah, <laughs> good, good one. Um... <laughs> Who knows what this will be? I don't know. You'd think they would have learned their lesson after *Children and Hooch got canceled after a season. And yet here we are. here we are. So who knows what this will be. Also, do we really want to do business with Tim Allen in 2021? I guess they do.
1: But hey. Oh, maybe it's one of those things where Tim Allen's not the main focus here and he's sending someone else to go find the next thing. I
0: sure as hell hope. That's it for that story, which means that's it for television news.
1: Or if you want to find this exact same and premise. Watch Santa Inc. on HBO yeah.
0: Max. It seemed like you thought that did a better approach at the same kind of idea. Yeah, except animated. Yes. Let's move on into thoughts. Speaking of things you've watched, you watched some new television uh, this week. Speaking of HBO stuff, I watched on HBO.
2: Yes, I
1: think a lot yes. of the
0: stuff I watched on HBO
1: Seems Max. Like it. <laughs> uh, so we'll start with a little catch-up here. Um, we never we talk about it last week because I forgot to write it down. Sure. But the Harry Potter twentieth anniversary special yeah appeared um, watched it I liked it better than the uh, Friends reunion okay. I thought it was a lot better uh, done especially when they had each director come back and do a little Q&A yeah. with the cast um, my favorite one was with Chris Columbus like oh Dan <laughs> Radcliffe how'd you know it was me oh that was gonna be it like well I was watching David Copperfield and I saw you on it I was like let's get that kid <laughs> and sure enough here he is yeah. 20 years later. Uh, but yeah, different uh, interactions, seeing like, how everyone like had a crush on literally everybody. Oh, yeah. And um, one thing uh, that got brought up that I didn't notice was that the reason they had pe- uh, all the kids wearing a lot of gloves in the first film of, uh, of uh, Sorcerer's Stone and Chamber of Secrets was because all the kids would play that slapping hand game. Oh, my gosh! So, like, like, in between takes... So the back <laughs> of their hands would always turn red. And they didn't want that. So that's why they're always wearing gloves when it's you see them. Real, it's real stupid. <laughs> yeah, but you're dealing with kids. Just tell <laughs> them not to do it! <laughs> but you're dealing with kids. It's, um... oh, uh, it, it's hilarious. But yeah, I mean, yeah. I like that kind of stuff more. Kind of the behind the scenes, like, yeah. reflecting back on stuff. Rather than yeah. what the Friends was, which was it just um,
0: a parade of, like, the best of. So uh, if you have nostalgia for the sh- uh, movies, uh, me despite the baggage of J.K. Rowling, do you think this is worth a watch? Well, yeah, because they very limit to what J.K. Rowling right. actually isn't.
1: They and don't talk about new last new, week, yeah. yeah, or the week before on the yeah. first, the first episode yeah. um, of the new season, where they didn't have any new interviews with her. It was right. just stuff yeah. that was already archived, and they used that um, pretty sparingly as well. Okay. So it's just added like uh, like a sound bite here and there to help express stuff. But overall, it was the cast. It was focused on the cast and the movies, not necessarily the
0: books themselves. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, if you like those movies, if that's part of your, your childhood, uh, yeah, that, that's available for you. But if you are a Potter head and not deeply ingrained <laughs>
1: into the movies and the films and the play, oh, then Hogwarts Tournament of Houses... Uh, was a thing that ran on TBS. Yes. Yeah, I don't think I mentioned it, but it was something that I was watching like on a weekly basis. And yeah, I thought I knew a lot about those films, but damn, I don't know jack shit compared to these people. Oh no, oh no. There's some people deeply ingrained super fans, stuff. super out fans, there. super fans. Oh yeah, oh like deep super fans. Like they had um, like one of the challenges was um, like we're doing a close up on an image. Tell me what this image is, or we brought actual props. From the set of Harry Potter. Yeah. Tell me which one is the actual prop. Wow. And uh, one of them was, uh, like, here are five of the uh, Ravenclaw diadems. Which one was the actual diadem used in the film? Even though it was actually on screen for a total of a minute. Oh my God. That's funny. And these people get it right. I'm I'm sure they do. uh, What is going on here? So yeah. Um, If you want to test your Harry Potter trivia. Hogwarts, Tournament of Houses, HBO Max. All episodes are streaming, hosted by uh, Dame Judi Dench? Okay. I don't know why. Sure. Why not? Just, like, no connection to the actual uh, Harry Potter universe. But, but she's British. She's British, and then you get her. <laughs> yeah, so there so, you go. So there you go. <laughs> mm, Alright. Well, okay. Yeah, so two Harry Potter stuff on HBO Max. Yeah. tuning the Wizarding World. That Warner Brothers wants, but outside of the Wizarding World, what else is happening? Oh, uh, we um, uh, let's talk about um, the new season uh, <laughs> that I'm excited to watch, uh huh, The Righteous Gemstones.
0: Okay, yeah, you really enjoyed season one,
1: yeah. Uh, Dan Bride's uh, starring vehicle, yeah, uh, about the, the
0: televangel- te- televangelical yeah.
1: religious compound family, right, uh, of Gemstones, um, hence the name The Righteous Gemstones. Yes. Uh, continues hilarious family shenanigans, um, kind of expanding their operation, especially um, taking into real-life events of COVID and real-life events of everything as a streaming service yeah. now. <laughs> uh, still hilarious, still funny. I like Danny McBride's stuff, especially since he did Eastbound and Down, which was super raunchy in terms of that <laughs> but this is a bit more toned down but i still like the family dynamic here mm-hmm. they're still hitting all the right strides that i like in that i McBride can do and not the over like say fuck every three words <laughs> kind, kind of stuff that he can sure. do um but but i like it. it's, cool. it's it's super fun Great. i'm gonna watch this one through the end of the season as well um my only cautionary tale is that, why you probably shouldn't watch this, is, one, your actual, like, religious affiliation. No. Sometimes they can and kind of do, at times, like, poo-poo on that kind of stuff.
0: But you know what you're getting you into you're, with you're, the show, that the, this is the premise. Yeah, this is the premise. Like, yeah. be, right.
1: It's, like, all the backdoor shady deals that are going right. on. yeah. You know uh, what this is. It's treating religion yeah. Yeah. as a corporation. I mean,
0: yeah, if you know anything about those real-life people who do this, like your tiny Faye bakers, et cetera, et cetera, then yeah, you know what you're getting into right. by watching this show. You know, this is going to be a satire about the real thing that happens.
1: Yeah, but it's also yeah. about, like, family and uh, yeah. Yeah. and power dynamics. So okay. basically succession, <laughs> but in terms of, like, religious yeah. sure. uh, property. Yeah. Makes sense. Yeah. I enjoy it. I'm glad it's still good. Still good. Else, now there's a big question mark here, okay. Peacemaker,
2: yeah, show
0: based off the movie,
2: based yeah. off the character. All right,
0: so uh, I guess the context for this is uh, in last year's The Suicide Squad, yes, no, the yes. Suicide Squad, no, no, that's Suicide Squad is the first one, The Suicide so this Squad is the, suicide is the most recent one, squad. yes. So, in The Suicide Squad, we were introduced to the uh, the Peacemaker character with John Cena, yes. So, this is a series about that character from that that movie. Following the events of the Suicide Squad. Although, if you've seen that movie, you're probably like, wait, following the events? Yeah. But okay. (laughs) Wait, because that was
1: insane of a movie. Yeah. Also, spoiler, he had a building
0: fall on him? I was going to say, there's a lot of questions about who survived by the end of that movie. Yeah. So... To say that this takes place after definitely makes you think about what happened with that character. Oh, they they <laughs> blow it off in like the first five oh, minutes. Okay.
1: Got it. They, they basically explain one, like, should he be back in prison then? Yes. Uh, two, do they still have that chip in his head? And yeah. three, like, how did he survive if, like, right. he had a whole building uh, like, trouble on him?
0: But the other thing about this, besides the complicated story nature of it following that movie, is that James Gunn is involved. He is producing this uh, show as well. So um, does it live up to the promise of that movie?
1: This feels like James Gunn and uh, John Cena, (laughs) yes, got really, became really good friends on the (laughs) set. Sure. And John Cena pitched the idea to HBO uh, Max nice, yeah. executives while they were on set and said, hey, I really like this character. I think we do more with it. Yeah. And James Gunn's like, yeah, I like working with him. Yeah. I think we can make this happen. Sure. I think this might be the, the thing that makes John Cena become the, the, take it to the next level. Sure. And you know what? They might be right about that. Okay, all right. It's actually really funny. It's okay. actually really good. It's taking the punches at current culture, Mm -hmm. uh, especially since Peacemaker is kind of like the uh, comic book macho white guy, Sure, but living in a 2022 world where most of that doesn't quite fly, especially all the
0: misogyny. Yeah, this sounds like it's getting into Deadpool territory. Is it similar in vibe to those movies? The comedy is similar in vibe, but it doesn't break the fourth wall.
1: Okay, okay, all right. Um, but it does reference a lot of DC stuff, so it's still set within the DC yeah. universe. This does almost feel like HBO Max's try at what Disney's been doing mm-hmm. with the Disney Plus shows for Marvel. Sure, but comedy. But comedy. Uh, and not just comedy, but kind of like, it's a big event that only Peacemaker can solve. Of course. But there you go, but like, but then you also reference, like, there's Superman, there's Batman, there's Wonder Woman <laughs> in this world of yeah, superheroes. Why does it have to be him? Why does it have to be me? Uh-huh. And they kind of address that, okay. too. Right. But also, like, because he's working with a team, it's very hilarious. And, and, like, taking in that James Gunn way of taking what would be the American ideals. Everything's about peace and love. You have to kill for peace. And spinning it into the way that he can that made people love... Um, John Cena in the role during
0: the film. Yeah. I mean, I like that film a lot. Uh, I did, my takeaway was though not, I want to see more of John Cena's character. Right. So it is weird that this is the character that they've onto for this spinoff. That being said, I'm glad that sounds like they mostly pull it off. And then it seems like it's a worthwhile addition to that story. Um, yeah. I mean,
2: maybe um, I'll
0: try it. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if this is something that I want right now, but like, it's interesting that it's good. Yeah. Um, I would say this seems like something I would rather
1: binge watch.
0: Sure. At the
1: end. Sure. Except that everything's like forty minutes to an hour, so it's a lot. So a lot to do. It's a lot to do. Uh, It does start with a three episode premiere, okay, which is all available on HBO Max right now. Yeah. So you can watch all three episodes and then determine if it's for you or not. Okay. All
0: right.
1: That's good. I think it's hooked me. Okay. So I'll continue watching it at least on a weekly basis. Uh, But the other show that also premiered, um, Euphoria.
0: Season, season two.
1: Yes. Yes. So I still haven't completed season one. I don't think I'm going to. Yeah, but it's not for uh, us. It's not for us. It's not for us. But uh, people, <laughs> That's why we haven't
0: talked about it on the show? But people I work with are watching sure. it, and you tell me that I should be watching it. I'm like, mm. uh... I like Zendaya. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. Meet uh, me, your boat favorite Michi. Yes. Uh, but it's just not for me. It's the same vibe that that, that reboot of Gossip Girl gave me, where it's just like. I feel like I need to be ten years younger for this. Like, See,
1: that's the thing, I'm though, too that old. The people I work with are about
0: right. ten years younger. That checks out. It's like if you're, yeah, if you're in your early twenties, absolutely go for it. This is probably for you. But I, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if I. I maybe have aged out of euphoria at this point.
1: Right, because that was me. Like after four episodes, maybe it's not for me. Like it's a shock for shock's sake, and sure. I'm not that shocked. No, I should be shocked. shocked.
0: There was an era for that, and we missed it. <laughs> no, it's okay. we were watching. We gr- had girls. We were watching <laughs> girls. <laughs> and
1: before yeah. that, there was Sex and the City. Yeah. Well, I mean,
0: that skews a little older. Yeah, yeah, I get what you're saying. But anyway,
1: let's well, say that was before us. Yeah. Anyway. Anyways. Um, so, that yeah. so that exists. So that exists. If that's, that's for you, you, have fun. Yep. Um, Peacemaker. If it's for you, like I said, the three episodes are on mm-hmm. HBO Max. Give it a shot you can stop it at any time because it's on HBO Max and you can just say, okay, this is clearly not for me. But no. lastly, le- last and not least. Oh, last and not least. Yes. I probably got around to this. Okay. Uh, the Tom Brady special. <laughs> Maybe is least, then. Okay. He misspoke. Man in the Arena.
0: <laughs> yeah, this exists.
1: Based on a quote by Winston Churchill of everyone's critics for the bench. Yeah, yeah, talks yeah, Man yeah. In the arena. yeah.
0: Usually pulled out by assholes. <laughs>
1: Anyways, uh, it's usually pulled <laughs> out by people who are trying to be critical of the critics.
0: Right, exactly.
1: Assholes. <laughs> Anyways, go on. Anyways, uh, <laughs> Man in the Arena chronicles Tom Brady's um, Super Bowl runs. The uh, six, now seven, possibly eighth. I don't know if they're going to do this here. Super Bowl runs um, of him know. as the uh, quarterback for the New England Patriots. Mm hmm. And each episode um, brings in two different people who played with Tom Brady and kind of interviews them about that specific season. Yeah. Except there's one glaring hole here. Okay. One big, giant, Belichick-sized hole here. Yeah. And that is... There is no quotes or interviews from Bill Belichick. It's kind of yeah. weird. The coach. Yeah. The head coach. And a very... The guy who yeah, coached Tom a Brady. A very minutes.
0: important figure in Tom Brady's years as a football player. Yep. Hmm. Like,
1: noticeably missing here. Right. In the interviews. That's
0: a pretty important omission.
1: Yeah. Uh, but it's... It is the Tom Brady show. Yeah. Tom Brady's putting this on. Would you like to talk about Manorina? Arena? <laughs>
2: a comment. Okay. Bill and Tom split up. So obviously during That's the true. making of this, which was probably, what, a year ago, mm-hmm. did they make an episode on the Bucks? Do we know
1: that? I, I believe so, yes.
2: So I think it's too fresh. Just to bad blood. Just too bad blood, blood I think bad so. Bad they had a uh, weird, blood, blood. It was a weird ending, you know. Sure, absolutely. I'm sure will get into so, it. We're not there yet. <laughs> well, not to mention every episode kind of has... Um, my brother's a little bit further along in it than we are and every episode has a different contributors okay mm-hmm. but I don't think Bill's gonna be in it at all no I have a feeling it's too fresh yeah if, if they did this in five years totally mm-hmm. because no no now... but if we do
1: it in five years it'll become the, um, the ESPN 30 for 30 special <laughs> two Bills with Bill Parcell and Bill Belichick <laughs> that's a great 30 for 30 but... <laughs> that's why I brought it up because it's a great 30 for 30 fantastic
2: <laughs> But, um, <laughs> as a Tom Brady fan, I love it. I think it's really cool okay. to kind of go back in time and remember. Because that first Super Bowl he won, for me at least, is the... The first, one against the Rams. That's the first one I, like, really vividly remember.
0: <laughs> yeah, the one against... One. Oh, yeah. I vividly remember it, too. Being pissed
2: off at it. I was going to say, I vividly remember... <laughs> yes. hearing... The one
0: where he faced the
1: greatest show on turf and only scored one touchdown and had his defense bail him out and had Anthony Terry bail him out twice. Oh,
0: yeah.
1: Okay. And should gotten to this Every season.
2: quarterback, oh. including your beloved Peyton, has been bailed out by a
1: defense. Oh, <laughs> and I agree <laughs> with that. I'm not <laughs> saying that. I'm saying that this is how we get Super Bowl winning quarterback Joe Flacco into
0: this.
2: Elite, <laughs> elite Joe Flacco. Yes, the
1: elite Joe Flacco. I love how we're airing
0: like 20-year-old grievances here. Anyway. <laughs> no, I, I will
2: say I think it's very well done and I think it's it's a cool way. Oh no, it's really well done. Sure. I'm just
0: saying it's very one-sided. Oh well, yeah, you're gonna I mean, get bias in these things. Well,
1: especially with Tom Brady's the executive producer
0: on this, uh-huh. thing. he's gonna make uh-huh. it all
1: about himself.
0: I mean, this is the last dance all over again, right? Yeah, Except like, he's
1: not done though. This isn't the last <laughs> dance. and I'm looking back at 20 years later. Sure, this is the last dance as I'm still dancing. But
0: I mean, because both the per- are executive produced by the person that's the story is being told. Yes. So you, the last yes. dance was. There's a finger on the scale. Yeah. There's a thing I think, but it was still great. So I, I get what you're well saying. Done. Is that it's yeah. a well-done story about this person who is a fascinating person, it, whether you're whether a fan you of him, love or not. him or not.
2: Right? Like, yeah, he's
0: yeah. It, it, or like, he's been around for 20 years. Right. So there's a reason for
1: that. Like it or not, he will
0: kind of go, this go this down history. as very yeah. important for the sport.
1: And that's what this this series yeah. kind of goes into. Sure. Like he is the man in the arena here, like arena <laughs> football. Sure. Yes. Not
0: arena football not league, but can you imagine? You imagine an alternate universe. Tom Brady, arena football.
2: You can't
0: run. Yeah, it, wouldn't, it wouldn't go it well. Wouldn't it
2: wouldn't <laughs> Yeah, that would be okay. It is fascinating to look back, though, because it's like kind of crazy yeah. that that, the, you know, the tuck rule game and all of that was yeah. Um, yeah, 20, the, the, 20 years ago. Not 20 the tuck rule, Brady, but that he... And Brady is still an MVP candidate 20 years later. So so right. you will. So right. The fact, that he should have lost
1: in the if the uh, AFC Championship I'm
2: not game. Argue right. that, we right? cannot
0: keep going back and forth about Tom Brady's. Credit. Oh no! let see. This is
1: what we were doing like <laughs> post uh, show too. Oh,
2: right? I believe the it. Defense, but early on, the defense was why that Belichick specifically. Yes, Belichick... That,
1: that, that's what I believe. Is that because Belichick's like defense basically <laughs> won Tom Brady all these Super Bowls. The fact uh... that Belichick is not there, and they're talking to the players who reference Bill Belichick constantly. So I... I think by the third <laughs> one, it's
2: more Tom, <laughs> but yeah, I
0: all right anyway anyways, anyways. <laughs> we should
2: probably move on <laughs> but
0: thank you thank you I uh, my our tom brady correspondent I, thank yes. you i
2: was gonna say i'm biased that, sure one. i know you
0: are <laughs> no it's good to have I a variety can, of uh perspectives and this i podcast. can appreciate even if
2: it's somebody i'm not sure i wasn't that into michael jordan but the last sure. dance was sure. so compelling
0: it's good it's good you know i still I, gotta watch that with christy she yeah. hasn't seen it yet and, we want to sit down and watch that. At some oh, point. it's so good. Maybe we'll start we that tonight. Loved...
2: It's good. Right. It's good. So, me uh, <laughs> <LP> too.
1: So, <laughs> there's two big hurdles, though, with yes. the man in the arena, though. Okay. The first, how much you like Tom Brady. Cause Absolutely, it's all Tom Brady. yeah. The second, is ESPN Plus. This is ESPN Plus exclusive. Yeah, so if you don't have that so service, if you don't have that you don't you don't have do this. this. Yes. Yeah. All right. So those are the two big hurdles. If you can get over those, this is clearly for yeah. you. And I will say right now, um, we may talk about it at the end of the year. Well, you're getting Sorry. way ahead of yourself. Getting way ahead of myself. Here. So what's
0: said, "Move on, out of thoughts." Uh, I didn't. I I've just been watching Jeopardy. Uh, Amy Schneider still kicking ass. She passed James Holzhauer uh, oh, on last night's game. Sorry, spoiler. If you haven't watched no, it, No, I watched it. Um, and so yeah, so she's now. I also
1: got uh, the final Jeopardy right. Surprised everyone missed it. Oh yeah, last night's. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Like. How could it not be Hawaii?
0: <laughs> yeah, Christy got that one, too. It was
1: like, right away, that's Hawaii, yeah. duh. And they are like,
0: oh, why are we in California? Anyway. Why? But yeah, so I'm still watching that, and um, I'm currently catching up on season two of Netflix's Hilda, the animated uh, okay. series uh, based on the like, children's books, um, beca- in anticipation of watching the movie uh, that's on Netflix. Ooh. The Mountain King, I want to say it's called. Um, if feature-length Hilda film, uh, we haven't watched it, uh, we'll probably watch that tonight, so I'll talk about it next week. Nice. So uh that yeah, that debuted about a week and a half ago. So other than that though, just yeah, watch uh, just catch up. So uh watch uh new episodes of uh Abedin Elementary and um Keenan, mm-hmm. uh which are my current season shows. Other than that, just waiting for new stuff. Yeah.
1: Um I actually watched season two or episode two of Guy's Chance oh, yeah? Did any better? Uh they actually had to pitch stuff. Oh. Okay. So it oh. a little bit better? But still, it's a Yeah, I'm
0: glad you told me. It's question. like, oh, this is The Apprentice, because that solved the puzzle in my head about why I don't like it. Yes. <laughs> I was like, oh, that's why I don't like it, because it's The Apprentice. Yeah. All right, let's move on into cancellations and renewals then. Right. What am I no longer watching? Well, you're no longer watching I Know What You Did Last Summer, the series on Prime Video, uh, because Amazon canceled it after just one season. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, if you can bear season two of Emily in Paris, there are two more seasons coming your way somehow, because inexplicably people like that show. I don't get it. Two more seasons, which will bring it to four total seasons so far on Netflix. Which is
1: twice as much Netflix likes to oh put for a show. Yeah, so get ready for that.
0: Grey's Anatomy will get an unprecedented 19th season on ABC. Remember we will when they said the
1: season? They've been saying the final season,
0: four the final season for, yeah, for four years. Station 19 on ABC will be getting a sixth season. Yes, Station 19 is a show on television. And yes, it's been on for six years following Grey's Anatomy. (laughs) Apple TV Plus is renewing the morning show for a third season after, I guess, it continues to inexplicably be nominated for awards. Hulu is bringing back The Great for season three. I haven't recommended this as it's a similar uh, period piece, uh, but with modern elements just like uh, Uh, Dickinson. Dickinson. So, Christine and I will eventually get to that. And sixty minutes plus has been canceled on Paramount Plus. Mm. <laughs> I guess you, it's an extension to sixty minutes. I
1: guess you only need sixty minutes to tell everything. Anything over that is Overkill.
0: Epix is bringing back Godfather of Harlem for a third season. Netflix has canceled Gentle Gentle Fled? Fled? Uh, that's a gent flood. I don't know. Dentified? I don't know what the hell that is. Cancelled after two seasons. And Peacock is bringing back One of Us is Lying for a second season. It's not me. <gasps> Thanks, yeah, it's, it's got to be yeah. Mike Trout back there. Anyway. <laughs> uh, then we move into deaths. And oof, just seems rough after a rough week uh, lately. Um, yep. This week also a uh, rough run. Right. Out we're of... we're, we're the tissues. Yeah. Out of nowhere, my childhood is gone. Yes, this week we lost everyone, every Team kid in the 90s TV dad, uh, Bob Saget at age 65. Of course, famous for Full House, uh, the narrator on How I Met Your Mother, the host of Funniest Home Videos, and super raunchy, a stand up comic, uh, much to the surprise of people who grew up with him as their TV dad. Mm-hmm. Um so yeah, definitely a storied career important figure in comedy in the nineties and 2000s um was still touring with stand up to the day he died. he had tweeted the night before uh, after a performance that he had uh that he had been at um so he was going right up to the edge there um no known cause of death quite yet.
1: Uh... I thought
0: I saw. As of what I read this morning, there didn't seem to be an update to the story. Oh, no, you read that this morning? Yeah, so I don't know if there's still an ups- update to the story uh, about um, exactly what the circumstances of it. He was found in a hotel room. It seems like that, co- that uh, cops, after the death, uh, ruled out drugs being involved. He has had a history of drug use and abuse, so that was a question whether this had take- taken place. But as of this recording... We still really don't know what occurred okay yeah
1: I, no. I can't find anything real quick no
0: so yeah uh definitely a sad one though especially for kids our generation because he was a figure like a, a like a like a like a constant figure on television while we were growing up let's move on uh we have michael lang age 77 a concert producer and the co-creator yeah Okay. A possible heart attack or stroke for Bob Saget, but yeah. like I said, nothing super confirmed. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, yeah, Michael Lang, age 77, a concert producer, recently seen in that Woodstock 90, uh, 99 documentary. Yep. Um, and co-creator of Woodstock um, and a figurehead for the series, was also one of the people who was actively trying to uh, get it back on the ground in 2020. Of course, now we know that didn't happen. Mm-hmm. But yeah, um, yeah, uh, Passway 77. Marilyn Bergman, age 93, a Hall of Fame, Hall of Fame songwriter, uh, wrote The Way We Were, The Windmills of Your Mind, won three Oscars, 1969, 1974, and 1984. Nice. So, film film music. Joyce Eliason, age 87, a TV writer slash producer, worked on The Jacksons and American Dream, Titanic, and A Loss of Innocence.
1: That is Titanic uh, 1996
0: CBS TV yes. version? Right, not the, not the film. No, no, she's a TV writer, producer. Yes. And then last, but certainly not least, Ronnie Spector, age 78, Hall of Fame singer, uh, famous for the, Ronette, the Ronettes. Um, Do you call it Ronettes
1: or Ronettes? Ronettes,
0: Ronettes, I call Ronettes, them the Ronettes. Ronettes. Anyways, uh, famous girl group, of course, uh, uh, responsible for, in my opinion, the greatest song of all time, Be My Baby. That's the one that's going through my head. Um, yeah, because <laughs> it's the greatest song of all time. Um, And also, um, of course, unfortunately, forever linked to Phil Spector. uh,
1: I would like a word with you on
0: on that. Mm, Yeah, but um, yes, uh, and uh, yeah, unfortunately, has that baggage with her. uh, But besides that, um, survived important as a survivor of such abuse, Mm -hmm. Um, and uh, and only dying recently is yeah quite a storied career and an important figure in music. Let's move on out of that dreary, dreary hole and into the movies section where we talk about, as we always do, the box office numbers. This weekend was no different from the previous three. Spider-Man No Way Home was your number one movie again. It made another $32 million. That's at $668 million domestic, which is not a bad number even for a film not coming out during a pandemic. So congratulations to Spider-Man continuing to kill it in the box office. Number two, Sing 2, still whipping away with another $11 million. That's 108, did pass that 100, as we said it would last week. Number three, the 355, with a $4.6 debut. Number four, The King's Man, $3.2 million, still only sitting at 25 That's a flop. That's flop city. Yep. And number five, American Underdog, with $2.3 million and $18 million, probably doing pretty well, considering it probably didn't cost that much to make. Because they're probably cost $2 million to make. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Not bad. Uh, off the top five, unfortunately. I
1: Actually, probably $5 million because it has some big stars in
0: it. Maybe, yeah. But off the top five and even somehow even harder than The King's Man in, in the end of the day is The Matrix Resurrections. Yeah,
1: at number six. Thanks.
0: Upcoming this week, though, if you are into horror movies, do I have a treat for you? Yesterday we saw the debut of the reboot of Scream. <laughs>
2: then,
0: no, 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 not Scream painting. No, yes, no. Uh, scream. I heard good things about it. Speaking of uh, the Matrix Resurrections, I heard that it does some similar things. Yes, to, I heard the same uh, thing to uh, the genre of horror movies uh, and the Scream movies in particular.
1: Yeah, I heard the same thing. What were, we're told the line between it being mm-hmm. a reboot, remake, or
0: sequel? Yeah, I mean they kind of did the same thing with four. Yeah. If you haven't seen Scream 4, I recommend this is a good time to watch it in anticipation of this new one. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe you know, they're all, all
2: on Peacock?
0: All of them are currently available on Peacock. Yes. We watched Scream 1, uh, Chrissy hadn't seen it, uh, last week, uh, and we both enjoyed it very much. Still holds up. <laughs> all right, moving on to next week's releases, this upcoming Friday, we have The King's Daughter. and You have pulled up the logline for us here. King Louis the Fourteenth's quest for immortality, leads him to capture and steal a mermaid's life force, a move that is further complicated by his illegitimate daughter's discovery of the creature. That does not seem like a real movie that exists, and yet it apparently is. It attracted Pierce Brosnan
1: into it. So Somehow.
0: That, there's your level of quality. And so if that sounds interesting to you, uh, go see The King's Daughter at theaters on Friday. Anyway, let's move on into our movie news stories this week. We start as we do, as we, uh, as we hinted at earlier in the in the, the show, with the non show that is the Golden Globes because they happened. They just nobody saw them because they were not televised, televised or streamed. Yep, this was our story last week. but yeah. they still get out awards. Here are the winners: West Side Story and The Power of the Dog won big on the tele- untelevised, unstreamed ceremony as the winners were announced over the Twitter account of the Hollywood Foreign Press Association. Power of the Dog also won Best Directing for Jane Campion and Supporting Actor for Cody Smith-McPhee. West Side Story also won Best Actress for Newcomer Rachel Zegler and Supporting Actress for Ariana DeBose. Other top acting awards went to Nicole Kidman for Drama, Will Smith for Actor, and Andrew Garfield for Comedy. On the TV side, HBO was the big winner, with both Succession and Hacks winning respective TV series awards, with Jeremy Strong and Sarah Snook winning acting awards for Succession, and Gene Smart won for Hacks. Other acting winners include Jason Sudeikis, winning for Ted Lasso, and Michaela J. Rodriguez for Pose, who became the first transgender woman to win the award. Other awards included Drive My Car from Japan for Best Foreign Language Film, Kenneth Branagh's Belfast for Best Screenplay, and Encanto for Animated Film. So there you go. Will this matter? Do you see Golden Globe little tags on... Uh, Movie trailers or posters going forward? I would bet absolutely not. I don't think this, I don't think anybody will care.
1: I say yes, but in that really small yeah, fine really print, small. That says Golden it'll say
0: best picture. And it'll say in tiny, 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 tiny ass print Golden Globe. Yes. <laughs> so yeah, uh, this is a blip on the radar in yeah. award season move on to our second story which weirdly enough is a crossover with music as see i you'd
1: have this on there because music but... i
0: didn't because this is not a music story as much as it is a movie story but it does involve someone from yes. music kendrick lamar yes kendrick lamar the grammy winning rapper also dave free and south park creators matt stone and trey parker are in the news this week for signing on to produce an untitled live action comedy for paramount pictures the film will be penned by four times any winner vernon chapman who worked on South Park post COVID most recently? We'll see the past and present come to a head when a young black man who is interning as a slave reenactor at a living history museum discovers that his white girlfriend's ancestors once owned his ancestors. His ancestors. Wow! <laughs> Paramount Pictures will handle theatrical distribution, home entertainment, and television licensing rights, and the film will also stream on Paramount Plus. South Park's 25th season, by the way, starts on February 2nd on Comedy Central, is a milestone season for the show. Yep. Nope um,
1: there. Uh, but yeah, this I assume this is also because Backstone and Trey Parker have 900 million good <laughs> relations yeah. with Paramount and Biocom CBS. Uh-huh. And then Kendrick Lamar,
0: you email us. Yeah, I mean, this doesn't super surprise me. Kendrick Lamar is fascinated with this kind of subject yeah. matter. He's... He's written a lot of music about this kind of idea, about the warring ideas of the past and the present and the baggage of the past coming to bite you in the present. And so this premise, I could see why this would interest him.
1: Also, uh, the writer, Vernon Chapman, um, Mm -hmm. won a Peabody for his work as well. Ah. Uh, He's been a writer on South Park for the past 20 years, but also a writer for various... uh, Ensemble like the New York Times. Okay. Which is where he was in the Peabody. So, yeah. So um, this could
0: be very thought-provoking. So, bringing in the big guns, I guess, oh, yeah. Or some social commentary. Oh, no. Commentary. This,
1: this is going to be some, oh, we're going to make fun, and this is a comedy. No, this okay. is the heavy-hitting comedy yeah. that, uh, especially coming from yeah. uh, South Park guys, where this, yeah. Book of Mormon, look
0: at that. Yeah, it's definitely them trying to do something a little bit more high-concept, yep. um, swinging for the fences, and, you know, Kendrick Lamar would not be involved unless he believed in the project, so... Mm-hmm. I don't know, I'm pretty divided by this. As somebody who likes Kendrick Lamar quite a bit, but doesn't like South Park, it's I'm a little torn here. Uh, but we'll see, ultimately, when this thing comes to life.
1: Um, I mean, we'll see. I mean, expect this either end of this year or mm. sometime next year. Yeah. But, I mean... We also did this with uh, American Underdog last I, year at the same time, yeah. where we said this was a film that's coming out end of the year, and here we are a year later, the year later, <laughs> and it's making pretty good money at the box office. So,
0: yeah, we'll see. Uh, got the talent behind it. The question is: Is can they pull it off? But we'll see. Yep. That's it. For some movie news this week, did you watch any movies? Um, new movies, I should say. Nope not not new I had, movies. As I mentioned, the only movie we watched was from nineteen ninety six, so I can't really speak to new movies yeah. right now. But like I said, I watched that Hilda film on Netflix and by next week. Um, maybe we'll finally watch. Um, uh, what is it called? Uh, don't look up. Don't look up. Nope. <laughs> maybe. Nope. Who knows? Maybe, no, maybe no. Maybe Maybe not. I don't know. Um, but yeah, as for that, um, no movie talk until next week, maybe. So. Nope. Um, I think that'll do it.
1: I think that'll do it for us, though. So, thank you for yeah. watching this stream or, or listening to this episode yes. of the Media Boat Podcast.
0: Thank you. Thank you. We will be back next week, as we always are, for another episode. In the meantime, if you want to see our live or recorded episodes in video form, you can go to our YouTube page. We're on uh, YouTube as Media Boat Podcast. Search that. You can find our page, like, subscribe comment, whatever you need to do, click the bell for notifications, and you'll know when we go live. You can also listen to us in an audio form. We're available on any podcast catcher you use, including Apple Podcasts, Amazon, Google Play, iHeartRadio, Spotify, wherever, you're, wherever you listen, we are there. Search Media Boat Podcast. On Twitter, our handle is at MediaBoatCast. Facebook, search MediaBoat Podcast to find our page. And if you want to email us questions, comments, feedback, anything you want, MediaBoatPodcast at gmail.com is the email address for that. We will read them and maybe even talk about them on the show. If we ever get an email, please email us. We're sad. We want feedback, please. Somebody. Anyway, uh, so thanks for listening to this week. We'll be back next week for more news, thoughts, everything that we have. Um, and we'll be back next week with more. We'll so. be
1: back with more uh, thoughts. I don't think anything in music, but no, I do no. know that... Um, Disney Plus uh, recently premiered the new uh, season for Secrets of Sulfur Springs, which uh-huh. I enjoyed talking yes. about last yes. year. Yes. So, so look we'll, forward to that. We'll have thoughts on that and lots more thoughts
0: next week. So thanks for joining us. See you next time.
1: Okay, bye. Bye-bye. <laughs>